Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Tuesday, September 21st, 2021. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, Democrats on Capitol Hill are adrift with their agenda in peril. Number two, we've got the latest in the Dem money game. And number three, Senator Menendez still wants to talk Afghanistan with Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin. All right, Jake, the top of Punchbowl News AM is uh, pretty stark for Democrats, really painting the picture that not only could Joe Biden's entire agenda be at risk, but we, there seems to be no real solution for how to keep the government funded and raise the debt ceiling. Yeah, I mean, so today the House Democrats are going to pass or are going to try to pass or they intend to pass a bill to um, fund the government and lift the debt limit um, through the 2022 election. The debt limit, that's the debt limit. The government funding is only for a couple months until December. Um, the main thing that we're that we're that you, you put it well, the main thing that I think we found yesterday on Capitol Hill is that this is a party adrift at the moment. They can't turn their big ideas into reality. Their small ideas, government funding, debt ceiling are caught up in um, in some of their, you know, some of their uh, bigger ideas. Um, I, I think, you know, I spoke to Pelosi yesterday. She she said, I, you know, she's still counting. I, I don't know what she's counting on, to be honest with you, but she still says that she's going to um, try to force Republicans to vote for the debt limit. I, I don't, I don't, they're not going to do that in the, in the, in the Senate. So the debt limit's going to, going to crash. Uh, I, I don't, I honestly don't know. I don't know what they're doing here. Um, and uh, they don't have a plan B on the debt limit. They are far away from reconciliation and infrastructure. I mean, we're facing a possibility that that a, a lot of these things will collapse. Um, and I'm I'm not listen. I'm not. We say in here that we're not trying to be alarmist. Deadlines do have a way of forcing people's hand. I I don't. And I I just want to emphasize that. But at this moment, things are looking pretty grim for the legislative agenda, and for the immediate priorities of getting things done, of getting their priorities across the floor. Right. I mean, I think the thing also to think about just in terms of if you you can't really separate anything because it's all going to mash up and become, uh, you know, there's some bad metaphor here of a, a, this legislative soup almost, right, where you have the, the certainly keeping the lights on, just regular government funding. You have raising the debt limit, two must passes. Then you have kind of this separate area where you have Democrats really not on the same page when it comes to the size and scope of reconciliation, as well as when and if it needs to be twinned with uh, an infrastructure bill vote. And right now it appears that Pelosi is going to move forward with this infrastructure vote. The number of Republicans who are going to support it is dwindling, if if any. And the fact that you, you have, you know, the progressives now they're whipping against this infrastructure bill. <laughs> you know, so it all in all likelihood will fail. They'll take this one vote. It will fail. Then they'll move on to this reconciliation kind of infrastructure package duo, you know, vote um, later, later in the coming weeks and months. Yeah, I mean, it- I, I just I'm I'm almost speechless at this point. I mean, you, the you know this deal. Uh, just as a side note here, you know this we we wrote a lot about this, this moderate deal to have a, a vote on the the 
uh, infrastructure built by September 27th, which is less than a week away. Progressives are going to kill that. Republicans aren't going to vote for it. Um, that deal has blown up in moderates' face, just as as we said they it would at the time. Um, and uh, frankly, again, don't know how this is going to turn out, but um, going to be a long September here, to, to use the modified words of the Counting Crows. Um, and it might be a long December also, because government funding comes up. And I just want to add one thing here, Anna. Let's say... Um, Let's just say, for argument's sake, that the debt limit isn't resolved right now. I think that's that's pretty clear. And and recon- there's a chance that like reconciliation, infrastructure, debt limit all all come up together in the middle of October. That's gonna be that's gonna be quite the thing to see. Uh, and I think that's going to be a um, I think that's going to be a, uh, a, a pretty messy situation. All right, let's move on to the number two story of the morning. We've got our hands on a DCCC due sheet uh, for August, which for those of you who aren't paying attention to politics as closely as we are, the DCCC is the uh, political party arm for House Democrats that raises a bunch of money uh, two ways, basically through fundraising as well as member dues. And member dues are totally and directly in line with the uh, each member's position in either leadership and what committees they sit on if they are A-list committees, meaning very uh, prize committees, the, the tax writing committee, the ways and means committee, the appropriations committee, energy and commerce and financial services. Those members are, are on the on the uh, docket to have to pay the DCCC more money because ostensibly they should be able to fundraise more. Yeah, so um, this is a document that um, that the DCCC compiles to show how much money people are raising, as you indicated. Some some interesting numbers here. Um, Nancy Pelosi has raised seventy three million for the DCCC. Uh, just a, just a few seventy three million, you know, cool. It's easy. Uh, no, it's not. No, it's it's a seventy three million if you count like. Uh, by twos or something like that. Um, uh, Catherine Clark, the assistant speakers, raised two point three million. Uh, Sean Patrick Maloney, nineteen million. A, bit, a lot of money here. Some interesting things is like Maxine Waters, chair of the Financial Services Committee, a committee that she should be ra- be able to raise, and she is able to raise lots of money. Has raised just one hundred twenty six thousand of the one point two million she's supposed to give to the committee. She's paid nothing in dues. Raul Grijalva hasn't paid a dime either. Raised seventy three thousand uh, dollars. AOC uh, zeros across the board for the um, for the party committee. She has more than $5 million on hand. A um, bunch of people have not raised any money. Anyway, this is the lifeblood of, of House politics is is raising the um, is raising money for the party committee. Uh, that's just the way it goes. Um, so it's kind of interesting to kind of interesting to see who is actually poning up and who's not. Yeah, I just want to say one thing, too, though. I do think it's important to note. I mean, uh, this the kind of Members often don't hit the mark when it comes to to raising the money for the party committee. That's why you see Nancy Pelosi raising so much. It's really on her as well as the DCCC chair, Sean Patrick Maloney, um, to raise a vast amount of money for this. But the other thing that's interesting here is there has really been a shift among members. You talk about AOC. It's not that she can't raise money or that she doesn't have that $5 million that she couldn't transfer some of it into the DCCC. But she and other members, particularly in the progressive 
uh, caucus have had issues with the DCCC about how they run campaigns, about the consultants that they hire. And so that has really, I think, manifested itself in other ways, particularly when it comes to whether or not these folks want to actually, you know, transfer money over, which could ultimately be um, somewhat of a problem for the DCCC, certainly something to watch. All right, let's move on to the number three story of the morning. Senate Foreign Relations Committee Chair Bob Menendez still wants to question Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin over the U.S. military policy in Afghanistan. Uh, You know, Menendez was clearly furious when Austin a week ago refused to attend a Foreign Relations Committee hearing. This is not going away. Yeah, so Austin, you know, we reported, I think it was last week, uh, it could have been six weeks ago, it all blends together for me, but this was last week. Um, uh, the uh, the basic gist of it is this, Austin decided to not show up um, to a, uh, not basically participate in a foreign affairs committee hearing. He said, no, I'm going to go to armed services. Menendez was pretty hot about that. <laughs> he, he was said he, he said he was going to subpoena him uh, and said he was going to hold up all of his nominations in the Senate until he comes and speaks. Okay, that was, uh, uh, he backed off that and says he still wants to talk to him. It's cool if he goes to another another uh, committee first. But, um, you know, th- this is going to be, uh, the, the main point is here is that these, I, these uh, the investigation, the testimony, the um, everything about uh, the Afghanistan withdrawal and the preparation and all that stuff is going to be a huge, um, a huge topic of conversation on Capitol Hill for a long time. And it's not going to be, um, it's not going to be, it's not going to go away. And um, Austin has to testify. And that that's the reality of it. But it does seem that Menendez has cooled down a little bit. All right. Before we let you go, just a reminder that Jake and I are going to be speaking with Representative Joyce Beatty, the Democrat of Ohio and chair of the Congressional Black Caucus, this morning at 9 a.m. for an in-person conversation at The Roost on Capitol Hill. You can also watch virtually. Uh, We are using a new platform, so you must RSVP uh, in order to watch the stream. It's going to be a very interesting conversation uh, looking at what's happening with Democrats, as well as the uneven recovery out of the COVID-19 pandemic for Black small business owners. Um, We hope you will enjoy that conversation. And with that, thank you so much for listening. Please leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.